Welcome to another episode of NY Jets Fans Podcast. With host Davin Sharman and Chris, please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Jets Fans Podcast, Instagram at NY Jets Fans Podcast as we go along with another week of training camp. Um, let's start off with uh, the Jets, uh, Cuts, Quincy Anunwa, um, Quincy Anunwa, and including Brian Winters was cut. Uh, we do have some some people that opt out, including C.J. Mosley, um, James, James Burgess, and uh, Josh Doxon. Uh, tough, tough losses. Um, tough losses, as in COVID-19 opt-outs. Um, Chris, so let's start off with the cuts. Um, how you feel about the cuts and how you and what does the and also for the COVID nineteen, um how how will CJ Mosley be out and James Burgess be out will take an effect as a just defense? Uh I mean CJ Mosley's gonna be the biggest impact, obviously. I mean, he was probably our most important defensive player uh coming into the season, especially after Adams uh got traded. So that's definitely gonna be a huge impact. I mean, he's more or less the leader of the defense, the, the quarterback, as you, you know, if you want to call him that. Um, so that one's definitely going to hurt. Um, Winters getting cut. Uh, you can look at it both ways. When I first heard it, I didn't think it was, you know, the timing was off. Um, I get it, but um, you could look at it both ways. So you can make an argument both ways. I, I've, I've looked at it both ways and, um, is it a good move? Is it a bad move? Uh, financially, obviously for the Jets, they're saving $7 million, So they don't have to pay this guy $7 million. So I'm sure the Johnsons are happy about that. Um, now uh, JD's got some, uh, some, more, some more spending room in the salary cap this year if he wants to make a move here. Uh, will we see that? I don't know. I mean, we haven't heard anything. Would be nice to bring in a guy like Clowney, maybe even a Logan Ryan at corner, but um, who knows? Uh, Dumping Quincy, that one we kind of seen happening, right? I mean, he probably wasn't going to play this year. It's a shame that the guys, he was a really good player for us when he was healthy, but again, like like you like you called it a couple of years ago, Davin, horrible contract to give this guy because he's right. healthy. And we've seen it now. You know, I think he's played one game under this contract. So, big waste of money. Uh, mm, mm, mm. So, uh, that was, I mean, it is what it is at this point. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe we, maybe Douglas will make a move within this week. I don't know. You know, a, a big splash. I, I doubt it. I think he's just going to carry that over to next year because with the cap probably being a little low, um, so I think he's just gonna save it till next year, but we'll see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm here. Yeah, right, um, right, <laughs> I am a big surprise with the Mosley um, opt out, but with his explanation, um, I totally understand. Um, I know some fans are disappointed. I mean, I think I think I am disappointed. Not I think, but I I am very disappointed. I was really looking forward to the return of him and uh, Avery Williamson, and them getting to play together, especially with uh, Jamal Adams being traded away. Um, you know, um, mostly he's our best defensive player, so I really was looking out, looking forward to that. So yes, I am disappointed, but um, 
I understand why, you know, I, uh, I don't hold it against them. Um, James Burgess did a really good job for us last year. Um, he was a liability in coverage at times, um, but he was depth at the linebacker position. Um, so, so that is a useful uh, piece that we we're gonna miss. We're gonna miss. Um, uh, Josh Doxson was a question mark in my opinion. I know he was depth in the wide receiver wide receiver room, but I don't know how much he would have impacted uh, the season. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I that was really he was really a question mark in my opinion. I think the C.J. Mosley thing is the biggest deal. Is the biggest uh, the biggest news in my opinion. Uh, uh, that I mean the winters cut. I mean I thought winters should have been cut a while ago. I I just you know everybody thinks that for some reason because of PFF people think that winters was some kind of pretty good starter for the Jets. I mean, uh, I, that was, to me, the farthest thing from the truth. If you watch the film, I mean, our interior line play was so bad at times. This guy, he was constantly on the ground, you know, and, and, and even when he was healthy, was a ridiculously streaky player. He would play, he would have one or two really, or one, two or three really good plays per game. And then you would see him have a massive whiff, you know, right in the middle of like a third and 14 or something like that, where he would whiff and then Sam would get smashed or he would have a holding penalty on a huge run. And, and you would be like, man, and they would call it back. You know, so he was, in my opinion, he needed to go. You know, I think he had huge potential, but I don't think he ever reached that potential. But I think he needed to go anyway. I wasn't really in love with him being, you know, like Chris said, I think the timing was kind of off. I thought he should have been cut before that. But yeah, um, I, I thought he should have been cut before that. You know, with the COVID-19 opt-outs, man, there's nothing we could do about that. You know, everybody has a different situation. You know, they have families, they have kids, they have sick parents that they don't want to get exposed to that, uh, you know, to that stuff, you know. So they don't have a choice but to make the hard decision to take a, uh, you know, take a break from playing football. And the thing people have to understand, man, I mean, the comparisons to regular jobs, people have, they're out of their mind. No job. Is gonna do that for you. That's why the NFL is not like any regular job, and comparing it to a regular job is ridiculous. So I, you know, you know, they 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 make millions of dollars, yes, but they're human, and they need their, they need to protect their kids and their wives and their families. So I don't hold that against them. Mm. Uh thank thank you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Quincy Williams. <laughs> Quincy, yeah, Quincy, Quincy and Nunwa, man. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I'm sorry about that, Davin. Quincy, Quincy and Nunwa is probably one of the players that I like the most that that just disappointed me um 
but not because of his fault, but because he was such, uh, such he was such an injury-prone player. And like Davin said, <laughs> who Davin was just clapping about, um, the, 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 that contract came out of nowhere. I think I remember us having an episode trying to explain, you know, why he would get signed the time he got signed. And, you know, we just couldn't understand, you know. But, you know, but Davin went a, a bit even further, further and said, like, hey, this is the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> ever." Right. So, <laughs> so um, as I'm, you know, one of the Jets players, I thought that 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 another Jets player. I mean, oh my God, over the years, how many players that we've had that had potential and never reached their their maximum potential? He's just one of them, one of many that have been, uh, you know, come really short, you know, of where we thought they would have been in their in a career, either because of their own fault the organization's fault, the coaching's fault, or, you know, just bad luck, like like him, you know. So I wish him well, you know, but like Davin said, that was a ridiculous contract that made absolutely no sense to sign him the time they did. And it and he almost immediately backfired. So, you know, happy trails, man. Take, take care of your family, man. I hope uh, whatever you do after that, after football is successful, but yeah, that's it. It's, yeah, and I, and I say thank you, Lord, because <laughs> because it's nothing against Anawa. It's the it was that it was the neck injury for me that that made me question that contract because he had two of them already, and you know the next one could have just been a, a mind blower. So um, I just I just wasn't with the contract. I was, I, you know, I was, I was not saying don't sign the guy. I said give him a one-year prove-it deal. And for Mac to do some some shit like that was really uh, nerve-wracking. <laughs> I'm gonna call it. I'm not, and and it really pissed me off. Uh, Anunwa did show this potential. Uh, 2015, I think it was 2015-16 uh, season. Um, showed he had some real potential. Uh, wish him nothing but the best. It's nothing against you, but. Yeah, we we can't we can't have people you know just uh just basically just be there just to be there. So um, I wish you nothing but the best. I wonder uh, if uh, with with Duxon, um opting out, I wonder if they go to Demarius Thomas because I think he's still a free agent since he since he was on the team last year. They might bring him back. They, they said there's been there's been talks with Demarius Thomas, but nothing guaranteed at this point. Yeah. So I, it could be possibility, but you know, I just, I just hate going back to the well. You know, like I understand that he fits well with what Adam Gase likes to do, but I would like the team to move on to younger players, man. You know, um, more with more potential. In my opinion, that's just well, my opinion. Uh, I, you know, I just hate returning to the well. You know, on kick players kicker. like that. We'll get a shot now. What's that? Yeah, the young okay. guys. Exactly. Yeah. You have players that have the build and the skill set, you know, not not the experience, but, you know, I'm just hoping that they go more on, um, you know, give somebody else a a shot. I mean, no, I I totally agree with you. I would just bring in a veteran because they really don't have a veteran presence at the wide receiver position right now. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, Perryman – and Mims are your probably top two, right? 
And then after that, um, you know, you got Vincent Smith. Uh, also Crowder. Crowder, right? Uh, yeah, but Crowder would be a, Crowder would be the guy that that's the old man. Remember, Crowder has been yeah. in the league for a while. Yeah, he's been yeah. There, yeah, five six years. Yeah, so exactly. So and and also for what for what uh, me and Chris was talking about before we started the episode. It's, it kind of sucks that we don't have at least one or two preseason games because this is where the undrafted and, you know, the late rounders get they get the show they, they flashes. Not just they flashes, but their ability to show that they belong in this league. So it's going to be – I think it will be harder for, for these young guys to, you know, to show themselves. Whether it's practice or if it's scrimmage, it's not, it's not like how it is in a real game. I, that's just my opinion. I don't know if y'all oh, agree with me or not, but it's definitely but gonna, this is how I feel. It's definitely going to affect the undrafted guys. I mean, there's a lot of undrafted free agents right now that are not going to get – obviously not going to get the playing time, and they're not going to be able to show what, what they could really do. I mean, what, practice is one thing, and, you know, totally different than, than, than the game action. So right. uh, there's a lot of undrafted guys. You know, like look at, look at uh, for an example, Adam Thielen, Minnesota. If that kid, if, if he was coming up this year, he probably is not an all, you know, an all pro like he is now. He's probably not on a team. Mm. You know, he might have gotten cut. A lot of these kids are going to get cut, you know, especially right. undrafted guys, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a sad, that's one of the saddest things, man. I mean, yeah, that's one of those seasons where they're, they're going to take a really big hit, you know. I'm, like, like Davin said, you could have a million walkthroughs and 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 whatever else they do, you know. At, you know, at camp, the moment the fact that you're not gonna have game time like experience, that's gonna hurt you, you know. Definitely. Especially, especially, you know. I I'm worried to an extent with Beckton. Uh, I think I thought uh, I I I'm worried about Clark, which I think is in my opinion, has a really big shot at being a pretty good guard for the Jets in the future. But it all, it, it all, it's important for him to get time, you know, at the position. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, th- this is going to hurt a lot. I th- and plus, you know what? I think depth is going to play a big part on every team this year because yes. of no games. You got to remember, there was no mini camp either. So these guys are not in the same kind of football shape as they would have been in a normal season. So mm. we're going to probably see a lot of a lot of injuries this year. You know, not bad injuries, but you're going to see a lot of muscle pulls, a lot of hamstrings, a lot of stuff like that because, you know, like, well, what are they going to do for the next month? It's just going to be practicing, you know, to get into game shape. But you're not going to get into a game until week one of the regular season. So I, I, I think you're going to see a lot of injuries this year from these players. Um, it's, it's just, a, you know, it's, it, it is what it is, unfortunately, because there was just no practicing. I mean, think about it. They've just been practicing for the past, what, week, two weeks, not even? That's it. And they got That's it. And this is what, and this is what I'm saying, man. There's, there's, a, there's a position in football. That that's called a quality control coach. You know what the quali- quality control is basically trying to iron out play plays and play calls. Basically, 
you know, where you're supposed to be. Where's the wide receiver supposed to be? Where he's supposed to release? What he's supposed to be in, do in case, uh, uh, um, you know, the, the coverage he was looking for did not play out the way he wanted to, so he has to do something else. You know, the, the same thing with every position, the, the, right, the right tackle. You know, where, what set is he going to do in response to whatever the defense does if, they, if they're over or under? You know, I mean, it's all this stuff matters because it gets ironed out throughout preseason into the season. You could tell that a lot of teams struggle with, you know, with at first with implementing of plays and then little by little you could tell like there's growth and then you get smoother and smoother and smoother while the season is going on but that's with the help of the preseason now without that you will have teams basically prepping and <laughs> and actually you know implementing plays within the season and there's going to be a lot of you know a lot of kind of weird, you know, <laughs> out of position plays and stuff like that, you know. So, so, you know, we know that um, notoriously, even Bell said that um, Adam Gase's offense is very complicated. I'm very worried about a lot of players on this team, man, for for um, actually catching that offense. You know, maybe because there's a lot of uh, um senior guys that know a lot about, about football and have a lot of football experience that might help, but I'm still worried about, especially the young, the, the guys that just coming in and the young guys coming in from college. Right. And hopefully they, they've been doing their homework at home, you know, even before this started, you know, they, they've been getting the plays, they, you know, on the iPad and all that stuff. So hopefully they've been studying and that's, that, that's all you can hope for. And I would assume the guys, especially undrafted guys are really studying because that's all they could do. You know, that's really all they could do was look at their iPad and look at the plays and, and learn the playbook from there. And then hopefully in the next month, they'll learn it and show them enough during this, you know, uh, this practice time that they're going to have. And hopefully by week one, they'll be ready to go. Uh, last but not least, yep. the only good thing for these uh, young players is that uh, shout out to The Rock uh, for buying the X XFL. Uh, maybe they'll have a shot at the XFL or the CFL, you know, to prove themselves and then get signed that way, you know. So hopefully it's no love loss for the, for the young players as well. I just wanted to say that as well. Yeah, um, you know what? You brought up a good point. I think the XFL is going to get some good players now because of this. You know, a lot of guys are not going to get enough time to show their teams that they, that they can do it. And um, I think they're going to end up with the XFL. So I, I, that's, a, that's a great point. I think a lot of guys are going to fall through the cracks now because they just don't have the time to show, you know, to prove themselves. And, you know, a good player is going to get cut probably on just about every team. And they're going to fall, you know, and hopefully the XFL picks them. I mean, you know, hopefully the XFL picks them up and they'll be playing next year at some point. Right. You definitely will see. Uh, did y'all get a chance to catch the first episode of One Just Drive? Yes. Uh, I we I know I know what happened. Uh, could you could you give for the for the Jets fans get more in, in tune of, of what you what you have saw and what you thought about the first episode? Um, it was basically like um, you know, talking about Joe Douglas, the moves that he made early on, you know, in this offseason, the trade with Adams, um, 
they highlighted uh, McClendon, his offseason. Um, you could see that guy is just a born leader. You could just see the way he talks, the way he is as a father as well. He's just a great, he's just a great, a great teammate, great leader for the for the defense. Um, that was a big highlight, and you know, basically just the recap of the off season, where we're at right now, entering the camp. You know, that was the end of it. The the players entering camp. So next next week's episode will be probably about the first week of camp, and um, it was just good to see. You know, it's good to see the players. It's good to see, you know, Douglas talking about how much he likes the team, even without Adams. He knows that they're going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder to prove that, yeah, we're going to be good even without Adams. And now they got to prove they're going to be without Mosley, too. <laughs> that's another huge blow. But um, so I, I thought that's what was pretty good about it. I think, yeah, I kind of, the, the, the um, to me, there was the not so subtle message of what, you know, what uh, Joe Douglas wants the team to be and what kind of leaders he need his team to have. I, it's in my opinion, the highlighting of what McClendon stands for. I think that was kind of a not so, uh, you know, subtle, you know, uh, shout out at our, uh, you know, the former, former artist known as Prez, you know, basically, basically, Hey man, this is not what a leader is. This, this right here is what we're looking for as a leader, you know? So, you know, so, um, and the funniest thing about it is like just listening to him talk, just go back. If you can, as Jets fans, anyone, anyone listening to this podcast and just listen to Denzel Mims. Uh, 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 P. Ryan, um, Clark, um, even 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 go down the line to even that kid Huff that got signed, um, that um, that the undrafted free, um, the undrafted kid, um, was he undrafted or was he drafted in the sixth round? I can't remember, but um, off the top of my head, for some reason, I'm 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 not connected. But just there is a kind of a a pattern, a pattern by, by by Joe Douglas of getting players with kind of the same mentality, you know, the mentality of leading by example, the mentality of team first, the mentality of sacrifice. I think I think that's I think that's what you hear a lot of those players preach, and that's what you hear about them, even from people that was around them, because um, listening listening to um, various podcasts and getting the background on a lot of those players, they're kind of the same. They have, they kind of from the same mentality. So you could see kind of a trend and what Joe Douglas wants the, the Jets to be. And, and um, nobody could tell me different, man. I thought, I thought the moment the Adam started acting out, I think it just gave uh, Joe Douglas the, the, you know, the green light to get to send him away because he was like, it just doesn't fit what I want. As great as he is, it just not, doesn't fit the system. So, you know, to, again, I think the, I think the whole uh, McClendon thing was kind of a, you know, not so sh- subtle a shot at him, but um, that was part of it. And like Chris said, 
um that was an epi- that was an awesome episode a little longer than normal like they had like they had before um you know get kind of goosebumps because we haven't watched football or <laughs> seen live football in a while and seeing this video kind of got me hyped a little bit uh but yeah man exciting stuff I think, uh, yeah, just like you saying, because you can see how Adams is basically great player. I'm not putting him down whatsoever with his his play, but he's just selfish, you know. To be talking the way he did, you just don't see players doing that other than the selfish players. And you know what? You don't want a guy like that on your team. So, you know what? Thank God Joe Douglas got what he got for him, and you know we can move on. Got way more than what he was supposed to. Yeah. What he was supposed to get. Yeah, and that's a blessing. <laughs> Since, just to just to point out the fact that of of you know, again, we're not gonna uh, spend a bunch of time talking about him. He's gone. But I just to point out something Chris just said, just to show you how much of a childish he guy he is. When uh, Winters was cut, he had a a, a Twitter uh, um, a statement of you know two winters saying something like, oh, yeah, well, you know, you know, something, whatever, to the, you know, kind of like a negative statement to the Jets, basically, you know, right. like, like, you know, why are you doing this? You could, you have Winters' number. If you want to say something to him, you could call him. You don't have to say it in public, you know, and, but, you know, we've, we've, we've touched on that so many times and we've shown so many instances where, you know, he he was just not the guy. It just it's just another one. That's it. All right. And uh, he also he also uh, Joe Douglas gave that blessing to Bradley McDougal. Say he had five interceptions two seasons, and he can basically hopefully have that good connection with May. Um, maybe maybe Joe Douglas will keep May because he because he gave good praise to Marcus May as well. So we'll yeah, definitely, um, definitely see what happens with that. Yeah, in a in a future episode, we we will have uh, we'll have our friend Joe Blewett on. Uh, I know Joe Blewett basically sat down and watched what is it like thirty games of Bradley McGoogle film, so <laughs> he'll have a comprehensive breakdown of the kind of player McDougal have for us when he comes in. Yeah, just from what people are saying, I mean, he's a good player. I mean, I didn't I've only seen maybe two games of his, so but. Um... I mean, he's he's been a starter in this league for a couple of years now. So, um, I mean, compared to the numbers, the numbers almost look the same from the last two seasons. I think from Adams to to McDougal, so kind of close. Like Adams had a little bit better, but it's kind of close. So I think I think the I think the I think one thing one point you could see that's glaringly different from the two of them is in the. Is one is a massive, massive game changer in the box, which is Adams, and McDougal is not that. His tackling is kind of suspect sometimes. Um, he's in the run. I think if you would say he has a weakness, I think the run game is his weakness. But in coverage, he is very stellar. He's very solid. All um, you know, um, coverage safety. Uh, so you know, especially in man. You know, so he could play. He could play the slot. He could man up on tight ends, and he could play deep. So, um, also, I wanted to point out, um, uh, um, you know, people. One of the uh, somebody highlighted, um, and not somebody, but Robbie Sabo of Jet X Factor um, highlighted the fact that basically last year, especially down the stretch, 
um, Poole basically played kind of like a safety for the Jets, you know, playing the deep hole, the deep third, um, um, playing the robber role sometimes and, and um, for the Jets in when they play cover two. So, and so he's not only a slot, but he could play safety. He is tough and he could play that tackling role that, that Adams plays where he blitzes and he, you know, and he, you know, and he tackles the running backs, basically targeting the run game. So you could, you could do things like interchange McDougal with, with Poole, put, put McDougal in the slot or put him against a tight end and put Poole as the extra safety in the box. So you could do stuff like that, you know? So we, you know, so there's a lot of, there's, there's, there's a lot missing with Adams gone, but there's also ways that um, Williams could kind of uh, interchange some of the talent we have at, in the DB room to kind of fit, you know, instead, instead of miss, missing a hole. So there you go. Yeah. Right, so let's, let's move along to this, uh, this COVID-19 talk. Um, not a lot of players opt out before the 4 p.m. deadline today. Um, Chief uh, Lucas Niang, rookie, uh, Bucks, Bucks uh, offensive tackle, Brad Seaton, Jaguars cornerback, Sean Melvin, uh, Browns guard, Malcolm, of course, Josh Doxson. Uh, you, got, you got teams, you got, uh, well, players like Tredarius <clears throat> White, um, Tredavis White, um, and not just him, but also, also, uh, what was his name? Oh my God! How could I forget these names? And I just was just read the names and just talking to you about it, Chris. Um, other players, uh, Von Miller and other players talked about opting out, but they didn't opt out. And then you have teams like the Saints talk about making their own bubble. So, Sharman, uh, why did why did players like Von Miller and White opt um opt out? And and what could you see happen from teams setting up a kind of like a hotel team bubble going into the season? I think we've we've had a comp- like have deep conversations about um about the NFL and what what the preparations would be for the season. And I think making uh making kind of a bubble situation for teams, especially when it comes to um the uh, practices and, and, and the off season right now, you know, and the preseason right now, whatever it is, is going to be um, training camp um, is to me, that's something that, that, that's very uh, essential in my opinion, um, because you have to try to create a situation where players are not coming into contact with multiple people or, you know, so that so that they're not out there infecting other players. We have so many experience, um, so many um, examples with baseball, you know, where um, investigations had to be, you know, about the Cardinals and the Marlins, and I, I can't remember which other team that had an issue where somebody went out or multiple guys went out, caught it, and basically gave it to everybody else in 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 the room, you know. And and creating a bubble is the best way to do this. I mean, we 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 could preach about about being responsible for, till the cows come home. There's always going to be that one knucklehead that's going to go get wings at the um, at the strip club, <laughs> you know. So you know, there's not there's not too much that you could do about that. But when you create a bubble, you basically kind of you know creating a situation where 
it's better, you know, it gives you a higher chance or a higher percentage at 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 uh, at get at do at keeping this disease out of the locker rooms. So I, I applaud the NFL or the the teams for coming up with these things. I think, like I've said before, I know the NFL does a lot of missteps and there's a lot of things they do that is disappointing. But I think little by little, especially with them having time to watch these other professional sports go through what they're going through, they could adjust and create situations that be better uh, with their approach to the season and probably make it a, uh, give it a better shot that we have a proper season. I know it's going to be messed up because a lot of teams are going to be missing. They're really good players, but, um, but I think, I think that's a, a definite, uh, definite, um, a good st- a step in the right direction. I think there's more things they could do, um, but we will see how that goes. Um, again, like I said, with the opt-outs, I mean, players, you know, players had to weigh this, man. Some play, you know, sometimes they had to sit down with their family and talk it out and figure out if it's the best way to go do this. You know, um, I can't blame them for that. So, you know, if, if Von Miller sat with his family, at first he was worried and then somebody put him to rest, put those fears to rest, then, then that's fine, you know. But if Tredavious White came to a conclusion that he's, you know, his, his kids and his, you know, and his, his, you know, I think his, his girl's uh, grandfather passed away from COVID or something like that. Um, that would scare the crap out of anybody. So now, you know, making a decision of, of, of opting out to me, in my opinion, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's a human thing. That's all it is. I, I think, I think with Von Miller, one of, one of the uh, factors that went into his decision probably into playing is, this is his free agent year, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's he's gonna be looking to cash in next off season. I know it's listen. I know he's got a lot of money, but still, this is probably his last shot at a, at a big deal, you know, at a big contract. So, um, so maybe that had something to do with him saying, you know what, let me play because we may not even see a full season this year. You know, you don't you don't know. That's that's the whole thing. It's gonna be an unknown season. Uh, what's going to happen and, you know, a guy's going to test positive, you know, what, what happens if a team loses 20 players one week or 15 players, are they going to not be able to play and all this kind of stuff. So there's a lot of unknowns coming into this season. So um, I, I don't, I don't blame these guys for opting out. Um, you know, like you said, man, they, they got to worry about their family first and themselves, their health and stuff. So I, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Um, the NFL's chief operate, uh, medical officer was saying in an interview a couple of days ago, he was saying that all options are on the table right now. So we might see a bubble uh, hotel type of situation with, with every team. Because right now, I think so far, I know the Saints and I think Tampa Bay announced it today that theirs is going to be optional for the uh, players if they want to stay at a hotel. So it's not mm-hmm. mandatory yet, but you might see the league do that if more positive tests come out. But right now they've been doing pretty good with the, uh, with the tests. So <clears throat> for now they're doing well, but you know, camps just opened up. So we don't know, maybe in a couple of weeks, you know, you might see guys start testing positive. Maybe they, they got, you know, maybe they waxed a little bit and they went out. I was reading an interview too. A couple of unnamed players were saying that coaches were the worst at, 
this whole thing. They weren't social distancing. They weren't wearing a mask. They were hugging their players. So, (laughs) so, you know, like it depends on which way you're looking at this, you know, it could get, it could get bad, but then maybe these guys, I think more guys have to take it serious because we see it just in, in, on TV and in our regular life here that some people just don't take it serious enough. And that's how things happen. So let's just hope these guys respect the virus and have more responsibility. And they just say, you know what, let's just stay cool. Let's just stay out of trouble for a few months. Let's see how this season goes and we'll go from there. They were talking about too, another option for players. It would cost them money, but maybe not as much if they opted out, um, possibly saying, oh, like retire for the year. Like if they put in their papers to retire. That sounds crazy. Yeah, it sounds crazy, but they can do it. You know, it depends on if a player has to give back a signing bonus and all those Mm. kind of things, you know. So then, you know, they would have to talk to their agent, obviously, first and say, okay, if I put my papers in, what do I have to give back? You know, do I have to give back a couple of million or this or that? So – um, but that is an option. You know, we've seen guys retire and then come back the next year. You know, right. Favre, we know him very well, unfortunately. Um, so that's also an option. I don't think we're going to see that. I can't see a bunch of players retiring, you know, because that's going to look really bad. Because they could do that in the middle of the – I mean, if they see, like, after week two, say, of the regular season and they see guys going out and not doing the right thing, they might say, you know what, I don't want to be anywhere near here. And they can't just opt out at that point, obviously. So they might say, hey, we're gonna re- I'm going to retire. You know, and then – but then you have to probably – you have to resign a whole new contract next year. It's, it's probably a whole big thing. But um, that's something that they were bringing up the other day. I was, I was hearing in an interview. So. Mm. so, Chris, I have a question because um, um, I think, I think uh, it was kind of misleading information earlier where I uh, – did James Burgess opt out, or did he get go he on the, the COVID? COVID nineteen. He got COVID. Yeah, it was. It was, um, it was I think. I think I. Yeah, I think I kind of. Uh, so I apologize for that. Yeah, he's gonna be around. He's just. He just needs to be quarantined for four, for the fourteen oh, days, right? He's coming back. Yeah, he's coming. Yeah, back. I don't think. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think he is yeah, out. He got yeah, I just think he caught. Yeah, he caught. He caught COVID. I think that's what it is. Oh, okay. So he might be out yeah. only a couple of weeks or three. Weeks. Right. Okay. All right. So that's good. You know, because we're going to need him with uh, CJ opting out for sure. And I, and I think to, to keep it on, uh, to, you know, not that subject, but the one we were just talking about. Um, if if NFL, if the NFL players is not watching how well how the NBA, even though the NBA and the NHL they only doing it in one state and it's staying in the damn bubble, and how they doing it, I think. I think it won't work out. Look at look at baseball, <laughs> for instance. Like the like the goddamn Marlins had to what had to cancel games for a whole week, and then the Cardinals players ended up getting it because they went to the casino. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, went to the casino, and then they was like, "Oh, now we got to cancel some games with them." Um, I think staying. I know. I know, like we all want to go outside. We all want to live our lives, you know. But due to this, like we we have to think smart you know we have to think smart we have to be um better better prepared for for stuff like this so i'm hoping that they they do do the team hotel um and don't go outside unless if they gotta do practice or play a game or go to a different state 
So, but also, you know, the players' association is is terrible because the owners is taking advantage of them. <laughs> so, but that's that. That I ain't mean to go off topic with that, but y'all y'all get what I'm saying though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we don't have many topics this episode, which is very weird. So we're gonna end. <laughs> we're gonna end the episode like this. Um, hopefully, we got some more. Maybe maybe we could get some some guests on next week for y'all. Um, but until, well, until then, we're taking flight. Take flight. Take flight, guys.